0: PRO GROUP MANAGEMENT, WORKER'S COMP THAT WORKS FOR YOU.
1: Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. On the broadcast today, we're talking ranked choice voting with Dr. Sandra Cosgrove, here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers.
0: It's the 15 million points giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn.
1: Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000 square foot clothing store and a whole lot more for the cold days ahead. Jackets, hoodies, flannel shirts, insulated bib overalls, thermal underwear, beanies, and merino wool socks. Big R. Hardware, clothing, and a whole lot more.
0: For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their home.
1: At Nevada Heating, call the do-it-right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at NevadaHeating.com. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry
0: also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what
1: are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shand, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shand. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're delighted to welcome to the program Sandra Cosgrove. She is a doctor and history, of professor, a history professor at the College of Southern Nevada and UNLV. Absolute pleasure to have you on the program.
0: Thank you so much. I am happy to be here.
1: Well, great. Well, let, let's start out with the big topic, off the top which is uh, ranked choice voting so I'm presuming that that both of us want to see as many people as possible being able to vote is that correct Um, and and not everybody feels that way but I I certainly do and I I feel that you do too and one of the things that concerns me is we already have trouble getting people to the polls especially for primaries and even more so for caucuses which we can get to a little later but you know, I, I just get the feeling that, that this is going to be problematic for people, not necessarily at the top of the tickets, where people may be prepared to make four or five choices, but as you go further down the ticket, which a lot of people ignore already, that we're going to see even less involvement there. But I guess let's start out, for those that are not aware or don't understand what ranked choice voting is, please simply explain what it is.
0: Sure. And, um, I, you know, I want to make it mention, as I explain this, that our, our bottom down the ballot uh, races are already open primary in most cases. The mayor, city council, the judges, we always we already are doing open primary top two. So those we're not asking to change for ballot question three, it's the top of the ticket. And we're just saying make top of the ticket mirror what we're already doing at the bottom. And so we see like in the mayor's race down here in Las Vegas, lots of people have put their name in and we're not telling voters like we're doing in the presidential preference primary, you can't vote. And so to me I'm I'm worried about the same thing that you are that people are being told you can't vote nonpartisan voters are being told you can't vote in the in the presidential preference primary I want them to participate I don't want them shut out and so I think you and I would like to see like in the open primary part of ballot question 3 more people running the the party's not gatekeeping and trying to do a caucus and say you can't get delegates just let people decide and then let's have five candidates move forward So that we have more ideas and and people can identify with somebody that's still talking about their issues and moving forward. But if you do that, so that people are still engaged, not dropping off when the primary is over, then you run the risk of electing somebody with 21% of the vote if you've got five people on the ballot. That's where ranked choice voting comes in to force the election into an instant runoff if nobody gets a majority of the votes. And so all we're, we're doing is doing an instant runoff. So when you get when you get to the general election and you've got your five candidates those candidates are going to have talked to you because they're going to be chasing after your second choice vote and your third choice vote. so you might look at your ballot and say nope i still only like one candidate i'm just going to pick one that's what you, you can do that ballot question three says pick up to five so you can just vote exactly how you do right now pick one and be done but we're saying that if the election does not produce someone that has 50% plus 1 a majority a consensus of the people who voted then that election ends and we go into an instant runoff if you want to participate in the instant runoff which is a choice i mean we don't force people to vote you know right now we can, you can pick none of these candidates if you want to right now then you would say okay if my first choice you know the person i loved in my heart wasn't everybody else's first choice and they are the last person, they have the fewest number of votes and it's gonna go into an instant runoff and my candidate drops off, please take my vote and move it into the next election cycle to my second choice. So that I don't end up getting disenfranchised if it goes into that instant runoff. But we're not forcing anybody to do that. We're not saying there's gonna be a nanny state that says, Sam, you have to participate in the instant runoff. We're just giving you the option And if you want to, you can participate in it. And so if you go into that instant runoff, the the candidate with the least number of votes drops down, they look to see how their, their voters voted. If they picked a second choice, that second choice vote just moved to the second choice candidate and you run the election again. And you do that in rounds of instant runoff until you get to somebody with a majority.
1: All right, so if this were another point in time where elections weren't being questioned already to a dramatic extent um, and that the lack of confidence in the election process it is its lowest level in my lifetime i think Um, then it just seems to me that that we are going forward with this and we're putting it in the constitution and that means that if people don't like it it's going to take a long time to change it that we are making things worse for the population at large.
0: And that's a good point. No one's happy with the current system right now. I have not talked to one person that said, I think the way we're doing things right now is awesome, that we're producing the best outcomes, that the the process is something that people want to engage in. I'm hearing from a lot of people, I'm not even gonna vote this election cycle because I have no choice. Um, It seems like the parties are just mucking things up. It seems like there's all this negativity. So no one's happy with the way the system is right now. We need to do something different. We came together, the group that supports ballot question three and said, we think this is a better way. Other other people could support a different way of changing the system, but we need to do something because our system is not producing good outcomes right now. And one of those bad outcomes is people are not voting. Um, What we need to do is just make sure that voters have the education, have the materials in front of them to learn the new system. I'm sure you are aware just like I'm aware that we're doing a presidential preference primary, brand new system that we're uh, implementing this time instead of the, the party run caucuses, even though the Republicans are kind of doing that. And you know what I see every single day when I turn my TV on or I look at the news? I see good hearted reporters like yourself helping people to understand how the system is going to work. So secretary of state's office is sending out information, my elections department at the county level sending out information. And reporters are reporting every single day. This is what you're going to need to do when you participate in the presidential preference primary. I have faith in Nevadans that if Nevadans want to adopt this new way of doing things to get better outcomes, that we will support each other in learning how the system works.
1: Okay, I don't disagree with you that people that want to try this and support it are going to take the time to figure this out and make it work. But you and I both know that in elections, the majority of people who vote have already made their decision well in advance of the election, and that all that money that's spent on all those commercials is aimed at perhaps 5% of the electorate, who potentially on election day are going, gee, you know, it's election day today. I think I'm going to go vote. I wonder who I should vote for. That's where all that money is going. So... I, I don't know that you know, people are paying attention in great detail to all of those sources, which are totally legitimate. And by the way, I'm a talk show host. I'm not going to put myself down as a reporter. We have wonderful wow, reporters. I, I
0: think you are. I mean, you help a lot of people.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, but my, my, my bottom line is that when people turn on the news these days, it's either for company, because everybody's left the house. They want to know what the weather's going to be that day because they haven't checked on their phone yet. And they're not really paying attention to a whole lot of the things that are in any kind of detail. And so I think what you're looking at is mass confusion. For example, look at what's going on within the Republican Party voters who are looking at primary versus caucus and really have no idea what's going on. They have been very concerned about people stealing elections, and yet, to an extent, there are some that say that's exactly what's going on with the election potentially being stolen in favor of Donald Trump. So it's just this time seems to be a really bad time to add in any more confusion. I like, so here, let me present my idea, because you're looking for ideas open primaries. That's fine with me. Have anybody who wants to vote be able to vote so we can get all the independents, um, all the people who are affiliated with other groups that aren't Republicans, Democrats, they all get to vote in the primaries, and then we have a winner. Right now, people are freaked out of how long it takes to get the results.
0: Right. But that's because we have the law that says we have to wait 10 days for the mail-in ballots to come in. Right,
1: right.
0: What you see, because Alaska has the same law. And so when they ran the elections in 2022, which are almost exactly like we're proposing in ballot question three, they waited the 10 days for all the mail-in ballots to come in. And then if you go to their elections department YouTube channel, they actually recorded themselves. It was live stream. Now it's recorded running the races that had ranked choice voting. If an election has 50% plus one, there's nothing. They're done. That person wins. It took them 31 minutes to run all of their elections. Even the ones that needed to have a tabulation for ranked choice voting, and you could watch it in real time as it happened.
1: All right. So now I, I and I'm I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. Um, you have a lot of people in the state of Nevada these days who are saying we don't trust the voting machines because of what happened in the last election cycle. Which, of course, at this point legally is been proven that nothing happened, and we have had Republican and Democratic secretaries of state say across the nation that this was a totally good election, no problems with it, or minor problems. Um, and you know, at this point in time, um, people are just not comfortable with what's going on. They, they don't trust the system.
0: So then it's incumbent upon us to have a conversation about voter education, about engaging with voters, And, and, you know, that's what I do almost on a full-time basis when I'm not in the classroom, because that's how you know who I am. And Nevada's not that big of a state. And now that we have Zoom and, I mean, I have people all around the the state that I do Zooms meeting with to explain how things work. It's not, in a small state like Nevada, I don't think it's going to be that hard if we do a concerted effort to do voter education and to have conversations. But I think right now we just haven't done a good enough job on explaining the mail-in voting process. I mean, in the last election cycle in 2022, over 10,000 ballots had some type of mistake, like somebody didn't sign the back of the envelope. And because they didn't have contact information on file, they didn't go in and cure their ballot. And so those ballots were not counted. And so we already have a problem with voter education. I think now is the time to make a commitment to talk about ideas and how to fix things and really make a commitment on voter education. Because like you, I worry about that a lot.
1: All right, so don't we need to start that in grade school?
0: We should, but I'm in higher and I'm we not should. kidding.
1: I mean, no, I you, agree know, with you. Uh, pe- people have a hard time going through a turnstile with a ticket these days um, if it's not loaded on their phone. And I, I don't mean to be rude to anybody. I mean, especially as people get older and uh, new technologies, um, we're all having difficulty we're all grateful if we have kids and grandkids who can help us navigate our technology um, but it, it it just seems that um, we need to educate people younger and younger because you know newspaper circulation continues to go down um, even though the online may be going up but the the content the amount of content is going down um, television news, the numbers are going down for. So, you know, we're left with Facebook, Twitter, etc. These are not good sources of information.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of the news sources, a lot of reporters now have TikTok accounts, have Instagram accounts. I mean, I get a lot of what I see on on PBS and um, NPR on Instagram because they have their stories there. And so, Reliable news sources have migrated over, but I agree with you. We need to bring civics education back starting at the very second grade and up. But unfortunately, what we've done over time is we've replaced things like civics and home act and shop with just what we consider to be workforce training. And, and it's having a detrimental impact. I mean, I get students in my history classes that don't know basic American history. I'm worried about that, that too, and we need to reverse that.
1: All right, let's take a break. More with Dr. Sandra Cosgrove, history professor at the College of Southern Nevada and UNLV, after this timeout, Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology, like this electronic eye, that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevadas. We thank you, because trucks move America
0: forward. Take a look at Pro Group Management and see how your workers' comp requirements can be met head on. By taking a proactive approach, Pro Group can assure that your company is meeting or exceeding state and federal standards. As you move forward in your industry, Pro Group moves with you, simplifying regulatory tasks, clearing the way so you can get the job done and look to your future success. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy?
1: Enormous. 8,600 businesses large and small, employing 145,000 workers, and last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of
0: Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org save money and take transit did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com find your fortune during the one hundred fifty thousand dollars lucky fortune giveaways at tamarack casino cash and free play giveaways every thursday and saturday including five thousand dollars cash guaranteed and forty thousand dollars in grand finale giveaways your good times are at tamarack casino
1: This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Dr. Sandra Cosgrove. She is a history professor at the College of Southern Nevada and also at UNLV. We're talking about ranked choice voting. And you, in the break, we're talking about one of your biggest concerns. Please share that.
0: Sure. So I hear from my students. They come up to me and they'll say, Professor Cosgrove, I don't want to be the stereotypical young voter that's apathetic. I know that's how people think about us. That's not me. And they're they're very uh, concerned about issues. They are very, very concerned about any issue that's impacting their life. They're not as concerned about political parties and that type of stuff right now. And they might, as they grow older, want to join a political party. But right now, they're more concerned about issues, and they're not hearing about issues. And they'll say to me, it is so hard to stay engaged. All the negativity, all the yelling, they slander each other. I never hear about my issues. And they'll say, I guess I just won't vote. That terrifies me. I am so afraid that Gen Z is just gonna become a generation of non-voters. The ranked choice voting to them makes sense because they do this type of stuff online all the time. Rank your favorite singer, rank your favorite band. They, to them, it makes sense and it feels right. And so I think there's kind of a generational divide a little bit, but I think we all agree. Our democracy is in peril right now. And the last thing we can afford is having young voters tap out and not vote. Well,
1: no, I would would totally agree with you on that. And I would disagree to an extent to say that our democracy is in peril. I know that's a very popular thing amongst the media and talking heads to be able to say that. But I think that if you look at the aftermath of January sixth, for example, you see that the system actually worked. A lot of people are in court. A lot of people are going to jail. we had failures within our system in some places and those are being rectified. I think that's part of how democracy does work. I mean, we have survived a lot of things. Yeah, okay. we, we survived a civil war. We survived yeah. the Pentagon Papers. We've survived lots of things. And I think that even though it's not a smooth transition, I feel comfortable that no matter what, we will survive. I remember Rush Limbaugh saying probably 20 years ago, that he didn't care whether it was a Republican or Democrat in power, he would always have a show. And I feel the same way, right. is that you know I, I am comfortable, because of the, the limits that our Constitution already has, that even if somebody is in some way rogue, that we can survive that four years or that eight years and get to where we need to be because we have the three branches of government and everything else that is attended.
0: Some balances. No, I, yeah. agree, I agree with you. Yes, I agree with you.
1: So, so but but I think that that phrase that our democracy in peril again scares people and makes people think on both sides of the aisle that they shouldn't be voting.
0: Mm, yeah, and that's not my intent, but I right. do think we need to have more conversations like you and I are having about why younger voters aren't turning out. Why we're not creating the next generation of confident voters.
1: But isn't that isn't that always true that 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 we have, you know, young Republicans and young Democrats, et cetera. But I mean, for the m- most part, it's, it's older people who vote rather than younger people.
0: Uh, that, that is, that's very true. Um, but I hear more now than I did 10 years ago, younger voters complaining about that the process isn't speaking to them. It's not, it's not um, talking about their issues. It's not giving them a choice of candidates so that they can compare and contrast ideologies. And so, I mean, many of my students support ballot question three. They're not like, let's light things on fire. And do you know do just get rid of our democracy but there are there are specific complaints that they have in order for them to feel like the democracy is working for them all
1: right let's take another break we'll be right back on nevada newsmakers after this
0: story county is
1: leading nevada home of the tahoe reno industrial center google tesla panasonic and other world leading companies story county provides thousands of tech advanced manufacturing and logistics careers for nevadans We're diversifying and driving Nevada's economy and generating millions in tax revenue and billions in economic activity across Northern Nevada. Story
0: County is leading Nevada's future.
1: As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's Development Company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Tolls Development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com.
0: Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic, it's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers.
1: I back on Nevada Newsmakers. We continue our conversation with Dr. Sandra Cosgrove. Uh, she is a history history professor at the College of Southern Nevada and UNLV. Uh, She's a supporter of ballot question three, which is ranked choice voting. Um, you know, one of the things that, that has come up multiple times over the years is the question of voter ID. And I don't know how people survive without having some form of official ID. I mean on whatever level you're on and I am not a huge person in favor of taxes but I do like targeted taxes and I will happily pay extra money to make sure that anybody that doesn't have ID can have ID so that they can utilize it not just for voting but for everything in their life
0: everything else Um,
1: I, I don't understand why there is so much objection that when you go to vote which is one of the most important things you can do as a citizen that having an ID isn't something that's required, or at least to be at a show later that you have an ID. I mean, at some point that that's there.
0: Sure, so so two answers I have to that. So I'm a certified field registrar with the Park County Elections Department. And so I go out and do voter registration. That's where we where we verify that you are eligible to vote. So if you don't have an ID when you register to vote, that's when we look at the social security, social security number and other things to identify You are who you are and that you're able to vote. So there is a verification at voter registration. Now, I do a lot with mental and behavioral health and homelessness. Those folks who are out on the street who are mentally ill and homeless cannot get social services if they don't have an ID. That is why in the last legislative session, there were two bills that passed that said the state will help to get people who are formerly incarcerated an ID or a driver's license. And uh, there was another bill that said, anyone under the age of 25 who's homeless or about to be homeless, the state will get them an ID or driver's license. Those two bills were unanimously supported. Both sides said we need those folks to be able to participate into society. So I think we're getting closer to this idea that it is uh, feasible for us to get everybody an ID. But I know when you're looking at the older generation, there were, there were people who are still alive today who were bo- born at home and their family said, Sam was born today, and that was their birth certificate. And so we, we need to make sure that we're not inadvertently disenfranchising that older generation by saying, you have to show a birth certificate and get an ID if you want to write, uh, have the right to vote.
1: Right, but I mean, those those people who are getting services certainly have to have some kind of identification yes. if they go to a hospital, if they get an air, I mean, a gazillion things. We We are out of time, sadly. I am looking forward already to you coming back. You've already offered uh, in a break that we can do a debate on this, and I would love to do that. Uh, This is a fascinating topic, and uh, the more we talk about it, the more people are gonna learn about it. So I thank you Uh, for being here. And I appreciate you so much. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate you too. And we'll be right back after this.
0: 7 at 7 is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a 7-minute newscast available every weekday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at LVRJ.com. We don't waste your time and we give you the day's top stories. We at the RJ have noticed some similarities between us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las Vegas business, weather, health and entertainment news. (laughs) 7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone. Forget the weather outside, there's a blizzard of points inside the Carson Valley Inn during the 15 million points giveaways. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday, including four 1 million point winners guarantee. And don't miss the 2 million point grand prize giveaways. It's the 15 million points giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn.
1: Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.